Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. So grateful uh, that you've just listened to my buddy Greg Williams on the radio, Greg Horn to follow. Uh, to my brothers in Christ that do a fabulous job on WJMM. So grateful for your support of the Encounter Ministry. Uh, for more information, you can just email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org. Well, I hope you tuned in yesterday uh, to the Encounter Radio Show. I have my good friend Doug Flynn, former professional baseball player, but more than that, been being a former athlete, is he's a man of God. Uh, it's just a, a person that's inspired me. One of my earliest friends uh, that I found at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes organization, a uh, ministry near and dear to my heart, uh, being a former athlete myself. But more important, that we had a prayer breakfast that we were part of, mm-hmm. that we, talk, we talked a little bit about yesterday, that we made eternal friendships. And I want to welcome Doug to the radio show. How are you doing today, Doug? Hey, I'm doing good. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I beat the how you doing to the punch today. And uh, it's, it's hard because uh, I live in Kentucky now. I'm from New York. Doug played in New you, York. Bill, you don't have to tell anybody you're from New yeah. York. We get it. <laughs> they call me Jethro in the city because I lost my accent. Well, you know, I married a girl from New Jersey, so yeah. when she goes back home, they look at her like, really? Yeah. I mean, you just said y'all about something? What is that? I know. So, I told, and then I asked her one day, I said, well, just ask them since they seem to be so smart, what's the plural to y'all? So she went home and asked her brother, and he went, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. She said, you don't know the answer, do you? So finally he said, what is it? And it's all y'all. All y'all. Yeah. All y'all is plural of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Next time she goes home, have her, have her mention something like, we're fixing to go somewhere. Yeah, really. And the, and the first East Coast person will say, what broke? <laughs> yeah. Well, you you notice what I plan up north. When you go out somewhere, they'll say, were you online? No, I was I, I was in line. But in, up north, they say, are you online? Are you online? That's yeah. right. So that's uh, there was a lot of and who, who'd ever thought that a boy from Lexington, Kentucky, would marry a Puerto Rican from South Jersey, uh, and that was our mother's fault. After the, we met, they prayed us together, and boy, am I thankful. Forty-one years later, oh, uh, and and what a blessing she is to you, yes, and you are to her as well. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for. Uh, how you help us out with grace marriage. We talked about that yesterday, but her faith and, and her, ten, I would say tenacity. That's, that's a, a good word. Uh, it's, a, it's an adequate word too. Uh, very proper. A tenacity that we're, that we're going to, we're going to live our lives as a couple and we're going to follow God and we're going to let God be the centerpiece in our, in our marriage. That's, that's made a big difference in your oh, life. Hasn't it? No doubt. I mean, there'll be times where guys will say, uh, I got a tournament, uh, fishing tournament this week. All right, you want to fish? Yeah. Okay, well, it's going to be Sunday morning. And if she's around, she'll say, well, he won't be there. He'll be at church. <laughs> you mean you can't miss one day at church? And Olga says, no, he can't. And and they'll look and they'll say, wow, I guess I know who controls the strings in your family. And I went, well, that's a joint decision for us. We both made that decision that if I was going to fish, I'd fish on Saturdays. Uh, but Sundays are just out. That's when we have to go. And you know, so many friends will say, I don't spend a lot of time in church because, you know, I watch television, I read the Bible, but Bill, you and I both know, I got to be around believers. I got to be in the fellowship with other believers. I know the church is just a building, but the people there, I want to be rubbing elbows with folks and talking to them and hearing their stories. And I it for me, I couldn't get what I need just by uh, reading the Bible 
or watching it on television. I need to be in that building, and it gets you in such a good learning uh, mode because when you take notes, and obviously when we write things down, we remember them a little bit better. We do. So when I, and we take notes at church, and and uh, you and Steve and everyone there says, you know, we're going to preach to you what God is saying to us out of this Bible. But take your Bible and read it and listen to what it is. And if God's telling you something else, by all means, because He will speak to us differently. Because you know, when I first started reading through the Bible in a year, um, there's things I'm reading now that I went, how did I miss that? And then what I realized is that. You know, God was sharing things with me. He knows I'm a baby, so he's got to do it. He's sharing with me things like four years ago that he knew I could handle and now starting to give me a little bit more as I read the Bible. And But it just jumps out at you, and I think that's – I want to do that. I want to keep saying, when I'm reading this, Lord, tell me what you want me to know instead of let me just say, okay, all right, read today's. I'm out of here. Let's go. Yeah. And, you know, the first time through, I got to admit, I did that. I just did it to get through it, and, and now it's it's so much more fun and enjoyable and, and educational. Yeah, it's it's way more than a reading experience. Oh gosh, yes, uh, it, it's about experiencing God. Yeah, I got a good friend back home, a Italian devout Catholic. That's a surprise. Uh, friend of mine, his name is Peter Tishoni, and he married Anna Maroney. Okay, <laughs> and he's it, it's it's been a wonder to him, my sort of transition from growing up in East Harlem, getting saved and becoming a preacher. He'll, he'll, we'll close down restaurants in New York City. He'll ask me questions and everything. And I said, Peter, I says, how do you know this stuff? I said, well, Peter, I read the Bible. And, and he goes, well, give me a Bible. So I gave him, I sent him a Bible. I called him about a month later. I said, have you been reading your Bible? He goes, oh, I did that already. He had a, he had a three and a half hour ride on the Long Island Railroad every day. <laughs> He's six, six hours, wow. you, you know, every day on the train. And I said, well, that's not the way you should read the Bible. Uh, and you mentioned it yesterday. Uh, it's, 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 Lord, what are you saying to me when you read the scripture? So when we do the encounter Bible study, we have three prayers that we want people to pray over every scripture. And that's, Lord, what are you saying in your word? Mm-hmm. And we have people wait and journal whatever they think they hear from God. And then the second prayer is, what are you saying to me? Mm-hmm. And then we have them wait. And whatever they think they hear from God, they mm-hmm. write down. And the third prayer is, how do you want me to live this out? Wow. And, and then when they come back a week later, they're only allowed to share what they write down. Really? Nothing more, nothing, nothing more. less. That's good. That's the Encounter Bible study. Yeah. But you're doing that, and, yeah. but it's so hard. We talked about it yesterday to get people in a position to read the Word of God where they can hear the voice of God and then get their marching orders on what they're supposed to do because Peter says we're, we're supposed to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm grateful to be a part of a church that's a Bible-believing, teaching church. That, Amen. And we're not to forget the meeting of the assembly. Steve reminded, our lead pastor reminded yeah. us of that this past Sunday. So growing, being around other brothers, building each other up in the faith is so important. You've had that. But it's practice. I mean, you, yeah. you were a great athlete. And, and to get to that point, I mean, you put a lot of work into it. Yeah. Same with you know me playing ball. I mean, it was countless numbers of ground balls and doing this and that. So why can I put not even that much, but just a minimum of work, to say the least, into something that's the most important thing in our life? And that's what we're going to do. I mean, the life we live here and then the eternity that we're going to have in heaven. So uh, you can't expect, I tell me, you can't just pick up the Bible and look at it and go and read something. I mean, God may talk to you then, 
but he wants us to to spend the day with him, spend time with him, and you know. So that's that's it takes practice to do that, and you know I'm not opposed to saying, all right, well it's a habit. Well, yes it is, and I hope it stays a habit too because it's the best habit I've ever got into, and I don't even feel right now if I don't do my daily reading. It just I want to start the day up, and, and this is really weird. I mean. I go into the office sometimes. I can shut the door and I have my quiet time. Turn the music off, and I'll sit there and I'll, I'll start reading and uh, take me a little notepad. Steve's got me doing a little notepad then on how, so I keep some notes and, and underlining stuff and scratching up the Bible and everything. And and uh, I there was a time where I'd say, all right, I'm going to get to that after. Uh, let me go through my emails first. Let me see if I got email. That I don't feel right now unless I do that first because. When you let God direct your life, the rest of it will f- feel right. And you're not going to get perfect and then get saved. Uh, get saved, and then you still won't be perfect except in the eyes of God. That's right. And uh, Nate Bargatze, who's a wonderful comedian now, a Christian comedian, his dad, Stephen, is a really good friend of mine, and Nate and I are starting to know each other a little bit. But in his act, he'll say that he, he'll he be around people, and he'll say, you know what? He said, uh a lot of people don't think that I'm that good of a person or that good a guy, but he says, I just want you to know I'm a Christian, and, and Jesus thinks I'm pretty darn swell. And I love that. That's really good. You know, it's so that, but we're so we're so often trying to please people of this world. And, and uh, you know, I did that. I did that for years. I mean, playing ball, man, I wanted that stuff. I wanted the, the you know, the gold gloves and the World Series and all that stuff, and I got it, and and I think, all right, now what do we do? I mean, it's it's great to have, and, and I'm blessed to have it, but it wasn't me. You know, God put me in a position. Here's here's what I tell people is the difference. From Kentucky, people will say, man, you had a great career. You, you, got, you didn't make all city. You got no scholarship offers. You got cut from your college baseball team. Three years later, you're in the World Series, and then you get two world championship rings. That's an unbelievable story. When you go to New York and you look around – even though it's the same story, the people will say, you suck. And you go, oh. And you go, wow. But they don't know all of that other story. They That's don't right. watch you grow up, and they don't know that. And you think, well, all right, now i got to prove it. If that's what my job's going to be is to prove it to people, then you're never going to make every single one of them happy. So why not try to make God happy and then watch the way he fulfills all the rest of your life? Some of my dearest friends are from New York from Fantasy Camp. I love those people. And, you know, and you know Bill, they'll, if it's, they'll tell you there's no gray area with New Yorkers. That's it's right. just this is the way it is or this is the way it isn't. And, but if they love you and if you play hard and keep your mouth shut and you treat them just like you treat everybody else – you will have no more truer, dear friends in the world than, than the folks up north. That's right. They are uh, they're one of a kind. Uh, but uh, there's some pretty ornery people in the city as well. <laughs> yeah, there's some ornery people around here too. But <laughs> I, I learned that word ornery when I first met Carolyn. first thing my wife ever said to me, I'm from New York. I just got down to Kentucky. She goes, well, you're ornery. I said, well, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was a compliment. Uh, you and I are both to have wonderful wives, man. We do. You know? We're blessed. We are so blessed. I mean, with all the foolishness and goofiness that you and I do, yeah. and they, uh, I mean, they, they have a way of reining us in, but yet they give us just enough rope to go out there and, and be who we really are. And well, I'm just so blessed with that. Uh, I appreciate so much how you honor Olga 
and and uh, how you, how you guys really are a couple, and you make decisions together, you do things together, you help other couples together, and uh, I mean our goal, me and Carolyn, is we want to be more in love with each other the mm. last day we see each other, amen, uh, than at any other point mm. in your marriage. I want to give a little preview on the upcoming shows later this week. Uh, Doug is going to talk about the legacy that his parents left behind, mm. uh, and I I told him before we got on the air that I really wanted him to hit on that. But right now, him and Olga are leaving a legacy behind. And well, I, and see, I appreciate that. You know what I learned, Bill? And, and you, you already know this. Any decision that we make, it's our decision. Yeah. And that's from the, the smallest, like, to what we want to eat tonight, to if we want to do anything with our money. Everything needs to be done through prayer because there's some things I'll come home like, I got this great idea, buddy. And she'll look at me and she'll say, well, let's pray about it. And we'll pray about it. And sometimes the idea has totally gone away. Or she'll just look at me and she'll go, no. And I've learned now that when she says, no, it's a done deal. Because God has given women something that we guys don't have when it comes to finances and other things like that. And I don't know where they go to school to get it other than the school of, of God. But they got it. And folks... We ain't. It's that simple. That's right. And I know Carolyn, <laughs> speak for Carolyn, she's got the gift of discernment. She's got yes. a gift of wisdom and discernment mm-hmm. I don't have. I, I agree. In certain matters. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she can read people and read situations, but I'm so grateful, again, uh, for all that you guys do. Uh, you're an encouragement to mm-hmm. us, and uh, so grateful uh, how you bless our body. We've got about a half a minute. Uh, what word of encouragement can you give to maybe couples listening in today? Uh, don't give up on your marriage. The society wants to tell you, find some way to get out of it and move on with your life. Don't. Find a way to stay in it. And the best way, and the only way I know, is to let God take control of what you all are doing and doing together. What a great word. Thank you so much, Doug, for being on the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser. So grateful. We'll see you tomorrow.